Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you as we begin a Foy's Day here on Political Coffee, talking about stuff that absolutely matters in your life and, frankly, how you can use them to change your world. Oh, yeah. Now, um, here's what we're talking about today. A couple of things. Guns. The unacceptable Eugene Churchill High School fantasy story, sexual fantasy story fallout and Portland and how there's a new tax this new capital gains tax being proposed in Portland actually Multnomah County and what's interesting about this is there's a uh, an accounting firm has come out with a report saying that it will drive the wealthiest people out of Multnomah County into other places. And there's reasons why. And if you add that to a story in the, Adel- the Oregon Catalyst today, about 79% of businesses in Portland have been hit with crime. Let let me just say that again. 79% of all small businesses in Portland in the last year have been burglarized or vandalized. Almost 80% according to a local group. And it dramatically increased over an 18-month period. I'm just curious, what happened in that time from 2020 until just recently when this group, a local group called Bricks Need Mortar, what happened? Riots, Black Lives Matter. Antifa running and ruling the streets of Portland, the Portland police being defunded, the Portland police being told to stand down. The Multnomah County District Attorney refusing to prosecute over a thousand of these violent 'er ne'er-do-wells who are damaging businesses. Now, add that story to the proposed income tax increase which will hit businesses, pass-through entities, sub-S corporations like I have. And it's also going to hit, according to this um, 
accounting firm's analysis of it going to hit ordinary retirees who just take money out of the IRAs, 401ks, and other retirement plans. This is not subject just to high-income earners. It is everybody, folks. And the people pushing it, well, it, the reason they're doing this is so they can help people who are being evicted. Why are people being evicted? Well, only two reasons. Either you're not paying your rent or you're damaging and destroying a rental property you're living in. It also applies to small and medium-sized business owners, like I said, that are uh, subject to the pass-through. Not C-corporations, not Intel or Nike, S-corporations, like little small family farms, like mine or other businesses that are S-corporations. Now, here's what you need to understand. Not only have the streets of Portland been given over to the radicals, the Antifa types, and nobody's being held accountable, or very few people are being held accountable. Not only that, but you got to understand there are already seven other specialized taxes. And in fact, Multnomah County residents right now Today, even without this new tax, pay the highest rate of income taxes every, all over the country, it is the highest rate except New York City. No kidding. And the report from the Willamette Week article, no conservative newspaper, right? says that this creates incentives to leave Multnomah County. It's a big deal. It is not, this is a new tax on top of the state tax, on top of federal capital gains tax. No kidding. So, why would you want to do business in Portland? Why would you want to go to Portland? Why would you want to stay in Portland if the streets are ruled by the thugs and nobody gets prosecuted? Your business could continually gets vandalized. Some of them many times, several of them, over five times in the last year alone. Why would you want to do that? Elections have consequences, folks. Absolutely have consequences. That's why there's an interesting Federalist story today. I mean, how do we fix that? Well, let me share with you an opportunity you have. And I'll tell you what it is. Dr. David Clements is coming to Salem on April 2nd. I'm sort of hosting him at a meeting. It's Sunday evening. He's going to be presenting in his PowerPoint presentation it's, it's part of a tour that he has, uh, and I will tell you the name of it. 
It is the Greater Magistrates Tour. He's going all over the country. It's called Restoring Trust in Elections, Eliminating Rigged Machines, Minimizing Fraud, and Standing in the Gap. It is from a faith perspective, but it is also from an analytical perspective. He has a great PowerPoint. He's going to be at the River Church, not in the main sanctuary, but in the chapel. Okay, this is a big deal. For those of you who care about voting integrity issues, you want to come to this event. It is April 2nd, Sunday night at 6 p.m. And it is at the River Church in the chapel. It will not be in the main sanctuary. Be in the chapel. I'm co-hosting this. And... Uh, Dr. Clements, there's no charge for it, by the way, but it only, this room only holds 110 people. People will be coming from all over the state. He has two meetings in Oregon. He has one in, up in Columbia County the night before on Saturday night. He has this meeting on Sunday night, and then he's leaving the state. So I'm just giving you the heads up right now. If you care about voting integrity, this is a big deal. Now, the Federalist story, let me get back to that. Republicans can't beat the Democrats the Democrats election industrial complex by adopting its strategies. There's two people. So, so what are we hearing? We are all Repu even Trump Republicans got to do what the Democrats do. Well, here's, here's what they're saying. And I agree. The sudden rise of well-funded election election activists, nonprofits represents a paradigm shift away from persuading and motivating voters and towards manipulating the election process to benefit Democrats. They start off by saying over the last several months, a growing number of Republicans, including Donald Trump himself, seem to be having a change of heart about universal mail-in voting and ballot harvesting. If you can't beat them, join them. Here's the problem with all of this. In fact, I had an activist ask me this question yesterday. And I, he was absolutely right. How do, how do we counter this? Well, look, I just go back to common sense, okay? If, as a farmer, I look at what other successful farmers are doing and I emulate that because it's how you stay in farming. It's how you are benefiting from the trial and error of other farmers and what they're doing that works for them that produces good crops. Now, marketing and all of those things is an entirely different matter, but you got to do what successful farmers do if you want to stay farming. Because if you don't, you won't grow good crops, you won't be farming for very long. It's that simple. Same thing is true in life. Good parenting, good leadership as a member of the community, in your nonprofits, your volunteer organizations, or you serving as an elected official. You do the things that are important and necessary to do it well, to do it right. So when it comes to elections, we need to do what works. Not necessarily what the other side, and this is what I told the activist. The problem with us adopting the same things they do, 
is that they do it better and they cheat. That's the first problem. They have the unions. They give their union activists the day off or they pay them in some cases to go out and collect ballots, ballot harvesting, which, by the way, being paid for is illegal. You have to do as a volunteer. They always do it better. And the Democrats have this habit of running uh, as uh, a slate. Now, we don't do that typically on, on the other side. Kim Thatcher de- uh, and Kevin Mannix and Tracy Kramer all ran as a slate. They all won in Democrat districts. Kim is the senator. Kevin and Tracy as the two House districts in that Senate. They did it. And it worked. Because they ran as a as a slate. The Democrats do that all the time. They go pound on doors. They get ballots. They fill them out for them. They cheat. They do all these things. We can't compete with the cheating because we're not going to cheat. The second thing is they have the machine algorithms, which is why we got to get rid of the. We have to get rid of the machines. This is why we can't adopt mail-in balloting, especially the mail-in balloting. That allows counting for seven days afterwards, just like we've legalized in Oregon. Back in a moment, lots more to talk about. And I'll get to Tina Kotek has a worse approval rate than Kate Brown at this time in Kate Brown's first turn. Back in a moment, six twenty. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I guess, says he wants to go play for the New York Jets. Wow. What an institution he has been um, in Green Bay. Too bad. Folks, I want you to listen to, I just remember this name, Arabella Advisors. Arabella Advisors. They are part of the industrial, the leftist voting industrial complex. A whole bunch of funds, one in particular called the 1630 Fund, spent $410 million in the 2020 election cycle. Let me say that again. One of these five nonprofit funds that are incubators and accelerators are run by Arabella Advisors. One of these five funds 
spent $410 million, which is more than the entire amount the Democratic National Committee spent in the 2020 election cycle. Arabella's nonprofit network boasted that their total revenues exceeded $1.67 billion. Wow. There is no comparable organization with anything close to this level of financial clout in the Republican world. And it's true. Nothing compares. So where's all this money coming from? Well, there's at least 10 501c3 nonprofits that fund these groups. Folks, we can't compete with that. We have no way to compete with that. None. But we can still win. And how is that? Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Got to remind you that. Rebecca Donaldson is an award-winning real estate broker for a reason. It's because she's really good at what she does. And if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, that's good for you. It's a reason that you ought to call her. 503-269-0747. 269-0747 or rebeccasgothouses.com. Rebeccasgothouses.com. Governor Tina Kotek who called this sex assignment, fantasy sex assignment story out of Churchill High School, woefully inappropriate and unacceptable. There's a reason why she's doing it. It's not because she believes it. (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't think for a moment that she does. It's because there's this uh, Oregonian story. But the headline of more than 40% of Oregonians have a negative view of Governor Tina Kotek. Well, what about the other 60%? Only 30% have a positive view of her. Kate Brown, in her first term in 2015, had only a 48% positive view of her wow and yet fully 43% of respondents said they had a negative view of Kotech while over just a third said they had a somewhat or very positive view of her That's 30%. Kate Brown had 48%. Just think about that. Let's go to the phones to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. You're calling on the the, uh, Power Buke GMC talk line. What do you have to say? I got to say this. I'm going to be at the public hearing on the circus bill, House Bill 3214, known as the traveling, you know, traveling act. And my concern is, is, yes. They're talking what, about uh, banning circuses, but it's the same <laughs> act that they try to do, but in certain cities in California, uh, you got about a third of the people that's for it. It's not even in our state, my brother. And two, 
it may be they can use the same act on anybody like rodeos, team ropings, horse um, events. You wow. see where I'm going with this, my brother? Is uh, is this a PETA bill? Yes, it is. Imagine that. I am so tired of these people. You can't have circuses, and they're more humane. But I will be there. I've done everything I can from my end. Is that today? Yes, it starts at 8 o'clock this morning. And it is uh, it, that's in the House or the Senate? House Bill 3214. 3214. Okay. Folks, you will have 48 hours. If you can't make it to the hearing like Ronnie's going to do, you'll have 48 hours to submit written testimony posing another crazy leftist idea. Good for you, Ronnie. I'm glad you're going to do it. Are you going to stop by the war room today? I most likely will after I get done, yeah. Okay, the um, war room's going to be upstairs today. Okay. Because uh, I guess they're doing some jackhammering outside the window of our regular room. So you got to go upstairs, find the war room today from 8 to 3 at the Ike mm-hmm. Box. Good for you, Ronnie. Glad you're doing it, man. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 6.30. God bless you. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 23 minutes before the top of the hour. Yes, that's me needing to push a button again. In a moment, we're going to be joined by Amanda and the reason is we're going to have her today is because tomorrow I have Charlo, Charles back from Accurate Precious Metals to answer some questions that some of you emailed me about, about gold IRAs and bricks and um, where do you, if you do have gold and silver coins, how do you secure them? Do you, if you don't have a safe, is a safety deposit box at a bank, is, is that Gonna be okay. How is that subject to uh, monetary rules if they close a bank, for instance? Can you still get in and get into your safety deposit box? We're gonna talk with Charles about all of that tomorrow. I just wanna quickly remind you it's still cold out there, in case you haven't noticed, around freezing or just slightly above. And that's a great reason for you to call Freedom Heating and Air. They can get out to your home or your business or even your apartment complex right away and fix whatever's problematic and they can do it immediately it's one of the great things you benefits to you as you just try to live comfortably go to freedomheatingandair.net look at all the great services and the things they can do for you they have a great blog or just give them a call 503-580-1456 580-1456 their website is freedom heating and air.net freedom heating and air 
Amanda.net. Let's go to Amanda. Amanda, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, I actually another... had. Oh, go oh. ahead. No, no. You, you actually had what? I had Charles on yesterday from Accurate Precious Metals oh, as well. Good. And good information. Uh, definitely something to keep your eye on with what's going on with the banks and putting your money into Accurate Precious, precious Metals instead. And having that gold and silver so that was pretty cool to have them on i'll have to tune in tomorrow to listen again for you guys yeah you know there's a lot of questions about uh gold iras um mm -hmm. uh, you know, how you can move your ira into a gold specific ira those kinds of yep. things and you know we need to understand a little bit i don't understand that that much so i you know i have questions about that too i think the interesting question is how do you turn, and I talked with him about this yesterday. I, I have some old gold jewelry that's not fashionable anymore. It's been sitting in my safe for a long time. I want to turn it into something that I can trade with if I need to, like gold or silver coins. So, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm literally going to take that stuff up to him and and trade it in if for all lack of better description of what I'm going to do so that at least I have that. So the question then is, how do you secure that? Right. Right. Well, I can put it in my safe because I have a safe. Mm -hmm. But what about somebody who doesn't? What do they do with it? Bury yeah, it in the backyard in a coffee can? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. That's a really good question. I have a safe too. So that's where mine go. So here's a question. In addition to all right, so so the banks are not doing well. Uh, there is, um, you know, yesterday Credit Suisse, uh, it it just dramatically dropped. Um, now they're saying they're going to backstop it. Their government, okay. So the Euro European Central Bank just increased a few minutes ago their prime lending rate up by fifty basis points, so half a point. That's Europe's economy is already in a slowdown. That's not going to make it any better. Right. We're, we're doing that here. We have a banking crisis here. Probably are not going to raise interest rates because I'm not sure that our banks can handle it. Now, in addition to gold and silver, what do you think about the idea of having some storable food on hand that you could, you know, survive a, a bad interruption where the in the supply chain where you can't the the grocery store show sell shelves go bare what do you think about I, the idea amanda of having some storable food that you could barter with i think absolutely i mean we saw what the shelves look like during the covid pandemic i mean you couldn't i mean just recently we couldn't even get eggs i, I don't think it's a bad idea at all to just make sure it's better safe than sorry not even just to barter with but just to have as well um you, you never know. Uh, and that might sound like, you know, prepping and stuff, but gosh, <laughs> that might be the direction we're headed. You know, it's just better safe yes. than sorry to have those things on hand. Well, you should have. I mean, you should have some of it anyway, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You, you get a big ice storm in the middle of the winter that, you know, lasts for two or three days and the supply chain is an everyday thing. And if the grocery store, and you're right, we saw it. We saw it with eggs not that long ago, but we saw it with toilet paper and stuff yeah. like that. Even formula. I mean, yes. it, it, 
I feel like it's almost like a test. It's sometimes it's like, is this real or are you guys just testing us to see how we react, you know? And so it, and it's, it, to me, it seems like a control thing. And so it's, yeah, it's better safe than sorry. You can never, yeah, you just never know with how things are going these days. Yeah, you're right. So what are you and Terry going to be talking about uh, today and tomorrow? So we've got the uh, Oregon Committee Foundation that just announced on Monday that they're going to be spending another $10.6 million to convert three hotels into shelter transitional housing, uh, the Turnkey Project. So we talked a little bit about that. Um, the, let's see, uh, I believe the recreational and commercial salmon fishing is going to be canceled for the spring season along part of the Oregon coast, possibly the summer season. So we're going to be touching on that a little bit. And then um, Enlightened Theatrics is doing the Dear Elizabeth play this weekend. And so we are going to be giving away tickets for that tomorrow. So uh, tune in and listen and call in. Or you can go to our Facebook page um, and comment on there for a chance to win as well. And that's kind of what okay. we've got going uh, let, me, let me throw something else at you. Okay. Um, there is a big rally that's going to happen in, across the street from the state capitol on the 27th of this month. Okay. Big rally. This is this is being put on by the successor organization to Timber Unity. Timber Unity still exists, but they're not really being politically active. Right. This group is called ONRI, Oregon Natural Resources and Industry. Okay, oh, these are. Yeah, so these are the, the original founders of Timber Unity. They're trying to put together a big rally with log trucks, hundreds of them, tractors, you know, service trucks, business folks to do what they did around the state capitol years ago. That worked so well. That scared the living daylights out of the Democrats. They're trying yeah. to do it again. It's going to be on the 27th. Now, it starts at noon. So here's the question. Should our radio station try to try to go broadcast there live yeah i was just gonna say we were there last time when they did it gosh i want to say it was a about a year ago maybe a little bit less than a year ago uh they did it right after the timber unity when me and when you me and you went out there and broadcast yep, live. that's right and then i think like a two weeks later we went and did it for Henri. yeah i would like to see how that unfolds and what that looks like absolutely well i i think we should I think we should try to make that happen. I'd love to broadcast uh, their live at least for a couple of hours from noon on. It starts at noon and they've got legislators coming out to talk to them. You know, you can't get to the Capitol now because they're spending this outrageous amount of money, $500 million to rebuild the thing, mm -hmm. to make it earthquake proof. Right. So it's going to be across the street where the fountains are. So that that's where this big rally is and it's on the 27th starts at noon amanda we should seriously consider going out there and and broadcasting live i agree uh maybe reach out to me uh after your show or shoot me an email with the details and let's let's get that figured out absolutely all right i will Count do me that in. amanda thanks for coming on on short notice today i really appreciate it absolutely no problem that's Amanda Smith. You catch her and Terry. Uh, what time do you guys, uh, are you on through the day? We start at 9 a.m. and we go in every half hour until 11. In okay. Dan show. Very good. 9 to 11. All right. Thanks, uh, Amanda. No problem. Thanks. You guys have a great day. You also. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails. 
to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Like the one I got from Greg. It's about the uh, Silicon Valley Bank collapse. Is it a ploy for more billionaire bailouts, rental and housing? Greg writes this, it's chilling. So why did so many savvy big tech Wokies deposit millions into woke activist bank accounts only insured for 250000 in the first place? Grimm, which is a writer, suggests is to set the stage for a massive woke big tech billionaire bailouts in the coming financial collapse. And they bring up, he brings up a good point. When, when you hear people say, maybe in your world, remember the show's dedicated to the proposition of helping you change your world by having persuasive conversation with persuadable people. Well, think about this. If you listen to Biden and the lefties say that it's all Trump's fault because he began to repeal the onerous regulations on the smaller banks, Joe Biden never changed those until now. The first couple of years, he was fine with Trump's regulations on small banks until he could blame it on Trump. You might remind people about that. Joe Biden had two years to change it. Never did. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line in a moment. We'll talk with Tim on that line. The war room today, by the way, is going to be upstairs at the Ike box today, rather than in the normal room. Reason is apparently they're doing some jackhammering outside of that window and it's gonna be insanely loud. So we're gonna be upstairs today in the war room. Come and join us at the Ike box, the Oregon Citizens Lobby War Room from eight to three. This morning, we're gonna be doing some training specifically on how you write up good testimony. Got an email, by the way, uh, from Julie, and it says this, collateral damage. I'm always amazed with allegedly intelligent people who think these ideas, such as the proposed capital gains tax, will not affect me. I don't own a business or stocks or name anything which would cause me to pay a tax hike like this. Only the evil rich will pay this. The Dems who deny trickle-down economics do practice trickle-down taxation. Oh, that's a good one. Trickle-down taxation. That's a good one. Capital gains, she writes, are created when a person sells a house, sells stock, sells any income-producing land or any land. This tax kicks in. The current federal and tax rate is nearly 50%. The breathing cadaver proposed raising capital gains, she's referring to Biden, to 39%. This would push the cap gains in Oregon to over 50%. The exodus from Oregon will be reminiscence of the exodus from the tax hells of New York and California. He was also supposed, or has also proposed an unrealized income tax. The biggest issue with this 
state of Oregon will look at these ideas and say what is good for the country is great for the state. Yeah. Dale writes, I believe today is the last day to register to run for the school board. I think you're right. So if you are wanting to run, you better sign up today. I think that might be true of a number of uh, local elective offices also. Uh, I want to remind you, Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, is in fact a contractor you can absolutely trust. Come into your home and do a great job at remodeling, say, a bathroom or a kitchen and not make your life miserable. Don't believe me. Go to his website. See it for yourself. It's five. It's um, RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com. Let's go to Tim, who's on the line. Tim, good morning. Are you joining us today, by the way, in the war room? I'll be in the war room today. Awesome. It's going to be yes. upstairs. Boy, you get topics going, and uh, I've got, I took notes on about five or six of them. Let's talk about banking for a minute. There is many things that the feds, uh, they could have made sure that people understood that their uh, accounts were protected to the amount of 250000 before they announced anything about the bank or about banks in general. And there's a lot of discussion about interest rates. Can you imagine what happens to a bank when people withdraw that 250000 How much interest do you get on your checking account? Well, believe it or not, you use those checking account funds to support loans. So now you just took a big chunk of money out of a bank by having a run on it. There's a lot of people that could have accessed enough money to, on a personal basis, even through a debit card. How many of us don't even carry cash? We have a debit card that we use. Yeah, uh, most of us do. That's an important point. So what do you think about and this basically removing the $250,000 cap now? Because that's basically what the, the government has done. Anybody, you could have a million dollars in there, and now the FDIC is going to back it up. Well, what's interesting, Jeff, is no one ever talks about what's the impact on the individual. Because I don't care about the 250000 because when I have 1000 in my checking account, I feel pretty flush. But I'm going to pay a fee for that increase because a bank pre-funds the amount of that $250,000 backup. Now, about loan losses, you have a reserve for loan losses. So there's part of that set aside also. All you do is match fund it. So if you come in for a car loan and you want $20,000 $20,000 for a car loan, I find out, okay, how much am I going to have to pay on interest rates for four years for $20,000? And let's say it's 5%. Well, then I need 400 basis points or 4% over it. So, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a 9% loan for four years. Now, I don't care what happens with interest rates because I have it match funded. 
I'm going to get you 9% no matter what happens with interest rates. So I've got it covered. Interesting. Tim, thank you. I appreciate it. That helps uh, us understand a little bit more about how the banking business works. Tim was a vice president of First Interstate Bank, folks. He knows his subject. Let's go to Gary who's on the line. Gary, good morning. Go Beebs. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Uh, along with what he was saying, it seems to me that the more that you look into this uh, bank uh, down in Silicon Valley, uh, it looks more like a laundry for the DNC than anything else. Uh, it looks like uh, Silicon was pouring money in there, China was pouring money in there, and who knows you know, if Russia and everybody else was, but it looks more like a laundry than a bank. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. Uh, and that was acknowledged by that that Democrat guest on uh, Meet the Press on Sunday. <laughs> said that very thing. Oh, really? Yes. Said that, that um, Sil- Silicon Valley Bank was the ATM for the Democrat Party. Yeah, it was a laundry. It was a laundry to, uh, to, to uh, wash illegal funds is what it was. And now we're bailing. Now you and I get to pay for it. Yeah, we do. Quickly, uh, are you guys meeting tonight? Are are you guys meeting tonight in Wilsonville? No, we met Tuesday night actually, in an amazing meeting. And and we also had uh, we met with the Clackamas County Central Committee. Army did one of her speeches and just blew the place away. I was surprised that they had us there. You know, Uh, that's not what you expect from the GOP, but. the Clackamas County GOP is another brand of GOP. I mean, they are on fire, and they've got some real, real patriots in there. Thank you, Gary. Go Beavs. Talk to you later. Go Ducks. Bye. Let's go quickly to Art. Uh, Art, if if we run out of time, uh, just call back tomorrow on Freedom Friday. But go oh, ahead. Get started. I will. All I want to state, Jeff, is what capital gains we're all having to sell stuff to survive. Period. <laughs> what, why can't they factor that in? Well, <laughs> because they believe in bigger government. You got to pay somebody somehow for bigger government. You can't just keep raising taxes. Well, exactly, Jeff. But we need to survive. That's the only reason we're selling stuff. Interesting point. Art, call back tomorrow. We'll talk more about God bless, it. Tomorrow's yeah. Freedom Friday, folks. See you in the war room. We're upstairs today. Eight to three.